0: My name is Coach Joey Solowitz, I'm a certified health and wellness coach, and this is my Unsolicited Advice. Welcome to Unsolicited Advice with Coach Joey. I'm Coach Joey. It's time I level with you. The past three episodes that you've heard. Episode six, imposter syndrome, it's a good thing. Episode seven, it's not about the goal, it's about who you turn into while achieving the goal. Episode eight, overwhelm. Every one of those episodes were articles I had previously written, and I reread them as episodes of this podcast. It was fairly easy to read them because they're written in my own voice, so I was able to speak them out loud in my own voice and make them sound somewhat fluid. But where did that come from? Why did I think that it was necessary to go back and reread articles I'd already written and repurpose them into podcast content? Well, the argument could be made that the content was valuable, whether in a written or auditory format, and different people are going to consume the same thing in two different ways and get two different points of value out of it. I could make that argument, but it would not be truthful. The reality was I recorded myself reading articles that I had previously written because I was nervous I didn't know what to say I didn't know what to talk about on those weeks I had just traveled international with my two kids and I'm spending a few weeks abroad and I'm tired and I'm a little bit overwhelmed and the thought of coming up with some new topic and speaking to it for 10 to 20 straight minutes on this microphone right now was scary so I hacked it I said well I've got these old pieces of content I'm just going to go ahead and reread those and publish them But as I re-listened to those pieces of content, I kind of got down on myself. I was like, man, you're not coming up with anything original. You're just saying things that you've already said before. And anybody who's read those articles before is probably going to hear real quickly that you're just repeating yourself. And then, of course, I made fun of myself for the self-grandizing comment that anybody previously had actually read my work. Because let's be honest, I think my last podcast episode to date had about 10 views, listens. And those same articles, if I'm lucky, get you know, a few hundred views. So I don't fool myself. But the reality is, is I want to be original. I want to practice speaking off the cuff. I want to get better at this platform, podcasting. So that being said, I'm gonna tell you what my topic is for today. And I'm going to read the note that I wrote to myself out loud to you before I dive in. This is my prompt, happiness, cheap versus long dopamine. That's it. That was my entire prompt to myself. So everything that I'm about to say right now is 100% off the cuff and me practicing getting better at this platform, podcasting. And for any of you who think I'm a phony for reading articles I'd previously written out loud in podcast format, well, it was still my work. So I don't feel that bad about it because at the end of the day, this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want. (laughs) So let's get going. Happiness, cheap versus long dopamine. We live in a culture driven by what I like to call cheap dopamine. Now, I am not a neurologist. I'm not a neuropsychologist. I'm not even a psychologist or a psychiatrist for that matter, but I am somebody who works with people every single day. I'm a nutrition coach. I coach through a company called BSL Nutrition. If you're not already, you should absolutely be following them along with their podcast, The Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. And we work with people to help them break their preconceived notions about what it means to live a healthy life and look and feel exactly the way that you want to look and feel. And as somebody who is generally coaching at scale, my client roster will usually stay steady at around 50 clients, I get to see a lot of patterns. Cheap dopamine is one of those patterns. How are you seeking your happiness? Are you looking for it in the cheapest, easiest, fastest way possible? Or are you looking for it in such a way that's going to build long-term fulfillment? I think that the answer to that question is largely going to dictate the long-term results that you get for yourself in many capacities of your life. But what is cheap dopamine? Well, let me describe it to you. I'll give you a few examples, then I'll describe why. Cigarettes, alcohol, sex, short-term relationships, food, snacks, Netflix, Hulu. These are all forms of cheap dopamine. I forgot a couple hedonically purchasing things on Amazon, going to Target because you're bored and finding things that you don't need to fill your house with. These are all cheap forms of dopamine, and they're driven by what I call habit loops. Now, I don't take credit for the term habit loop. That was popularized by an author named Judson Brewer, who actually is a clinical psychiatrist, and you should follow him, too, if you're interested in more of the things that I'm talking about right now. But a habit loop is characterized by a trigger, a reaction, and an outcome. We all have them. These are not inherently good, they are not inherently bad, but they do exist. Your habit loop very well could be healthy. Perhaps you put your tennis shoes by the front door, so the first thing you see when you wake up in the morning is your tennis shoes. You slip them on your feet and you go for a walk. Your trigger was the shoes, your reaction was the walk, the outcome is you feel good at the end of the day. Maybe your habit loop is not so healthy. Maybe the loop is traffic stresses me out, I get home and crack three cold ones to decompress, That's my reaction. And the outcome to that over a long period of time is I grow a beer gut and generally feel like crap because I'm living my life in a state of perpetually being hungover. Habit loops are neither good or bad. But what the most important thing is regarding a habit loop is to recognize it. And the only way that you are going to recognize your habit loops is by living them out completely and being able to retroactively understand what drove them. Like I said, trigger, reaction, outcome. Think about an episode of an old television series that you've watched in the past. I like to use the episode of Friends where Ross cheats on Rachel. Most of the people listening to this right now have seen that episode. And if I share that episode with you, you can almost immediately imagine the entire thing unfolding before your eyes. But the very first time you ever watched that episode of Friends, you had no idea what was gonna happen. It was a total and complete surprise. But by virtue of it having become a rerun for you, you now have the opportunity, if you're scrolling on Netflix and watching Friends and that episode comes on, to decide, do I want to re-watch this episode knowing what the outcome is going to be? Or do I want to change the channel and watch something else? The decision, the thought, that's where the magic happens. And that's the fourth step to a dopamine loop or a habit loop. Trigger, thought, reaction, outcome. When you experience yourself having the outcome, That's when it's pertinent to stop and take inventory of what drove it. I feel bloated right now. Think back. What was the reaction that you took to some trigger that resulted in you feeling bloated right now? Hint, hint. Maybe it was the six drinks you had last night because you had a crappy day at work. Once you identify that reaction, you can identify even further back what triggered it. And now that you've worked to identify the loop, when the same loop invariably presents itself again in the future, you now have the opportunity to recognize it as the rerun that it is and choose to change the channel. Trigger, thought, reaction, outcome. Now, you might be thinking, what on earth are you talking about, Joey? I thought we were talking about cheap versus expensive dopamine. This all ties back to that because cheap dopamine is driven by poorly structured existing habit loops. I love to use the example of a smoker. I know a few smokers, and I can quite honestly watch these habit loops unfold before my eyes multiple times a day. Some outside circumstance stresses the smoker out. Within minutes, the smoker is outside smoking a cigarette. Within minutes, the smoker is inside, more relaxed, feeling better, and the habit repeats itself in perpetuity until eventually, presumably, a lot of negative health outcomes result from the perpetual and chronic smoking. We can all relate to an example of one level or another with alcohol, food, going and buying things we don't need. Some of us, it's sex, but the reality of it is we all have our cheap dopamine drivers and understanding the looped behaviors that drive us to take those actions is ultimately the step that we need to understand in order to break them or better yet, structure better habit loops. Cheap dopamine is the killer of your long-term happiness. I firmly believe this because at the end of the day, I firmly believe that what is cheap and easy right now is always going to be harder later, and what's hard right now is always going to be cheaper and easier later. Think about a few examples. Going outside and having that smoke or cracking that beer after a stressful day. Those are cheap easy behaviors right now. But what do they lead to in the long run? Poor relationships, health issues, etc., etc., etc. Nothing good. It's easy now. It gives you a cheap dopamine hit now to give you hardship in the long run later. What's hard now is usually going to result in something far better later. Let's offer a few examples. Going and having that workout. It sucks. Working out is not a good feeling thing. I'll be honest about that. I work out every single day. It's hard, it burns, it makes you tired, it's stressful. Sometimes you're scared you're gonna get injured. In the moment, it's not easy, but in the long run, what does the exercise result in? Even that same day, when the workout's over, you feel energized, you feel lighthearted, you feel like you're better at handling stress. And in the long run, we can look at all of the health benefits that come from regular exercise. So again, I repeat my point. What's hard now in this moment is generally going to make things easy later. And that leads me into my topic of expensive dopamine. This is what we need to be seeking. We need to be seeking and searching for those long and expensive dopamine forms because the research shows that the longer the dopamine hit is, the less likely you are going to be to go seek cheap forms of it later. And things such as exercise, meditation, long walks, learning a new skill, developing healthy relationships, Getting sunlight, even if it's in Phoenix and it's 120 degrees in August, all of these things lead to long dopamine that perpetuates itself throughout the day, thus reducing your desire to go seek out those cheap dopamine hits that are driving so many of the negative outcomes in your life as they are right now. So, what cheap forms of dopamine are you searching for? Where are your habit loops? Find me a trigger. Tell me what your reaction is and i can all but promise you that i can make a guess as to what your outcomes are going to be long term and the reality is the more addicted you are to cheap dopamine the harder time you're going to have in the future now i don't want to sit here and sound preachy i don't want to sit here and tell you, you should quit smoking you should quit drinking you should never have a snack and never watch netflix well i am going to be totally honest if you're a smoker you should 100 percent quit smoking And if you're a robust drinker, you should 100% consider pulling back on how much alcohol you consume. But the answer rarely needs to be zero. Ultimately, it needs to be awareness. Awareness is what drives the reaction. If you are unaware of what your triggers are, then you are going to be a slave to your cheap dopamine drivers. Identify your habit loops. Identify what triggers you. Understand it. Know it familiarize yourself with it, become the owner of it, because only by understanding and owning your reaction to your triggers do you stand a chance to become somebody who can move past the behaviors that are holding you back today. Cheap versus expensive dopamine. Which one do you want? Which one's going to leave you better off in the long run? Which one's going to help you become the person that you want to become tomorrow? I know the answer. I hope this podcast helped you find it for yourself or at least give you a different way to think about it. As always, I appreciate you listening. I hope this original, off-the-cuff piece of content came out as eloquently as I would have liked it to. And I'm going to plan to see you next week. Thanks again. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found value in what we talked about here today, please make sure to subscribe to the show, leave a review, And most importantly, share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy listening. Thanks again.